age doesn't have to stop you or it's not a boundary of any kind. I'm living proof. You're listening to Good Is In The Details. I'm Gwendolyn Dolsky, and this is the podcast where we learn what we didn't know we didn't know in the spirit of Socrates, all with the aim of a more knowledgeable life, a happy life. We want to gain some wisdom. And in this episode, we've got a lot of wisdom for you from five amazing women who will talk about the trajectory of their career, the new idea that they had, the belief in themselves with this new idea, and then starting something anew. And I was thinking about a quote from Bell Hooks when I was putting this episode together. This is from her book, All About Love, and she talks about the nature of work. She writes, when we work with love, we renew the spirit. That renewal is an act of self-love. It nurtures our growth. So if you're wondering if I want to do a career shift, how do I do that first step? Well, according to Franny Goldie, one of the people I interviewed, you begin with an idea and a belief in yourself, and then magic happens. So this episode is partnered with Modern Day Wife, and this episode starts out with interviews with the founders of Modern Day Wife. What was the idea behind it? How was it created? I'll be speaking with Megan Fialkov and Megan Elieff. Then I will speak with Franny Goldie, who has a background in music, and then decided that she had this idea for the perfect black pants. And now she has created a fashion company. I'll then interview model and influencer Amanda Dill. She began modeling in her teens. She went to college. She had four children. She started an interior design business and then re-entered the modeling business. And she is thriving. What did she learn? What does it take to step back into the modeling industry? And finally, I had the opportunity to speak with Jennifer Benschlisch. She has a background in economics, and she discovered paramedical tattooing. Again, a different step, a different avenue. And in paramedical tattooing, she is able to help people who have experienced physical trauma or they have medical scars, and she is able to help them transition into their life, build their self-esteem by covering up these scars. Okay, now let's talk with these women. Let's get inspired, motivated about the belief in the self, the idea, and how to take those first steps. Meg, Megan, thank you for joining Goodness in the Details. I want to know about Modern Day Wife. What was the inspiration for you to get started with this incredible network of businesswomen? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I'm, I can take that one for us. I originally founded Modern Day Wife, so I'm Megan for the purpose of this podcast. Um, I'm from Canada, so it originated in Vancouver. And for me, which was really interesting, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate, growing up, I was always a big dreamer, right? Like I'm sure, Gwen, you were the same. You had big goals and purposes. And I always was like a little entrepreneur, even in grade five, I was running my own candy gram program. And I always loved doing stuff with people. Like I was very much a social butterfly is what my mother would say. So fast forward, obviously, to being in my early 20s, I was working in corporate with Fairmont Hotels and Resorts, which was absolutely amazing. I really do credit that job for giving me like the foundation to really run a team. Because when I was there, I ran a whole entire retail store and I built it from the ground up. But one thing that they were so good was teaching you how to build a team. And a hotel is really a team. So at the same time as doing that, I had started, because I was a go-getter, a woman's networking group purely for fun. It wasn't profitable. It was more like getting in the community, connecting people, and really finding out about how can I do something where through events, all people can flourish, meaning their businesses, they could meet people, they could have that social life. That was amazing. And I really did take what I had learned from Fairmont, right? I was a buyer. So I knew so many brands and kind of how we were having that conversation earlier through meeting different companies and different founders, you start to realize these are real people with dreams. That's all it is, right? We all just have a dream. We're excited about something and we want other people to fall in love with it. Or we feel like, Hey, you're going to benefit from that. So I love that part about buying because I got to meet the people behind the business. So when it came to my events company, I decided, well, why shouldn't there be shopping at the events, right? So I looped that, that knowledge that I had into what I was doing. I sold that events business to someone else because it did grow over the years, but I was at a different stage in my life. So I'm sure everyone can attest to this, that you don't stay the same. 
right? You change. Mm -hmm. You fall out of love with things you used to love doing. You get confused. You're like, where am I going? And that's kind of where I was, right? I had this woman's group, which was amazing. We had events that sold out, but I was going into a new chapter where I was becoming more of a wife. I wasn't engaged yet, but that's where I wanted to go. I was in a serious relationship. I was thinking like, well, one day I want to have a family, but I love business, but I love fashion. I love getting together with my girlfriends. I have a house I have to clean. I have bills to pay. I have errands to run. Like, how do you actually manage all of this? That was really where I was at. Like, how do you thrive so that all of it can thrive? And I thought it would be fun to create this new kind of wave, right? Because there wasn't really anyone talking about that. Like, how are you a modern day wife or a modern day woman? And that's really when the foundation of Modern Day Wife started. So this is back in 2018. I saved the website. I saved the Instagram. But I didn't actually take action on the business, creating a brand for it until 2019 when we had our first launch event. But the whole concept was built around helping this modern woman thrive in all areas of her life. So career, home life, relationship, and building a community that would give a 360 degree view on how one could be successful, whether that's outsourcing, collaborating. That's a very long-winded answer, but I feel like that gives you the whole viewpoint because you really are like, well, how do you start something like this? It is a very bold and different name. I love it. I mean, one of the things that I found so interesting about since I've joined Modern Day Wife and about the model is the significance of relationships and getting to know other women who are thriving or sometimes struggling. Yes. It's so that community is so important so that people don't feel alone because I think a lot of women are trying to do it all and they feel isolated in that. And what you and Meg have created, I think, is connecting women to empower each other and to be there for each other. And it's really beautiful. It's not just business. It's building relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the thing is, is you don't have to be married. You could be divorced. You could be single. You could be dating. You could be a business owner. You could be a stay-at-home mom. You could be working. You could be a wife. Like you can be all of those things. And I think what you said is beautiful because as you start to connect with these people, you see their journey, right? People wear so many different hats and you're different things with different people in different chapters. So it's fun to learn from people. And I think the biggest thing that probably both me and Meg would say is that it's recognizing that the collaboration, the outsourcing and the willingness to have help or meet new people in your life through even the events is really what makes things better and actually makes it workable because you cannot do it alone. That's just the hands down answer, you know? One of the things I'm interested in is how work, it can be an expression of happiness and an expression of self, and it's a continual growth. So I'm wondering, how have you grown and learned and discovered joy through this? Well, I'm definitely not the same person that I was uh, when I started. I've had to really learn skills that I never thought I would have to learn, specifically in sales. So when we first got started, I didn't do sales. I've always done PR and marketing and events. And I did do fundraising for many years. I was like the double team. I was never the strong salesperson, right? And I never felt fully responsible, really, if it was going to close or not. At a certain point, when you have a business, you have to learn how to do sales. But the truth is, sales is anything in life, right? Like even Megan could tell you a million examples of just, this isn't a sales cycle, but finding the parking spot, you know, or like, that's that, That's more like intention, right? Like trying to intend for things to happen. But definitely learning how to do sales and not be scared to talk to people and all different types of personalities and pick up a phone and cold call people. And that has been where I've changed the most. Every day still, I'm scared when I start. I'm not going to lie. I'm still scared every single day when I do sales. It's gotten easier for sure. And I've gotten better. But I think, does that answer your question? Actually, I am so grateful that you just said that because I think, and this is also what the power is, I think, of women in business and communicating is you just saying every day I'm scared that every day is a new day and there's this possibility (laughs) for growth that none of us have everything 100% figured out. And just being honest about that is really helpful. I mean, you know, this show is a lot about how to live life well. And I think that honesty 
that vulnerability comes with the courage. Like you can't even be courageous and creative unless you recognize there's a foundation of vulnerability there. Otherwise you don't grow. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's true. I speak to a lot of young women in PR now and interns that I interview and so on. And I am actually quite impressed a lot of the time with how confident people seem to appear to be. I don't know how much of it is real and how much of of it is a facade, but I'm definitely impressed with some of these younger women who seem to have it all together. And I guess when I was in my 20s and I look back at what I was doing, I was pretty audacious. I, I I, I think I was the same way, actually. But sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is anyone else scared? Like, last thing I'll say, I know I'm going on a tangent, but my cousin was visiting last week. I'm from New York, and she still works for the big banks in Manhattan. And she worked for J.P. Morgan and Merrill Lynch for years and went into the big offices in 47th or whatever the street is. And I said to her, I was like, weren't you scared to go to work every day? And she's like, no, I loved it. I think that's very impressive. If I had to go to J.P. Morgan with all those men in suits every day with the things moving on the screens and so on, I I would be petrified uh, (laughs) or too distracted by all the men, to be honest with you. But uh, (laughs) that's my full answer. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay. What I would love if both of you could share, Megan, we'll start with you. I want to know if since you have started this, if there is some sort of a story or an encounter that has moved you. Like I, before we got started, you know, one of the interviews that's following this is with Franny Goldie. And I was so moved by talking to her that it gave me goosebumps. I'm wondering if there has been a moment where this has really meant something to somebody. And you're like, wow, I'm, I'm not just part of something new. I'm part of something that's good. You know, I think for me, and I, there's, I'm going to start it off with one thing and then I'll give the example is Megan. I always say, I'm really not doing this for myself. Like, yes, it is a business. And yes, Megan said, it's scary. We make good decisions. We make bad decisions. But what I love is that modern day life is so aesthetic and it's so glamorous and it's so fun. If you've been to our events, you know that if you haven't, you have to come and see it. That when those 500 to 750 people come and this is like an evening where they're completely elated, they're laughing, they're doing the photo booth, they're making new friends, they're Mm -hmm. just enjoying themselves for that brief moment of time they can escape whatever's going on in their day, whatever's happening to them, good, bad, scary, frightening, disappointing. That for me is, is why I do it because it's just adding a little bit more of hope, fun intention, happiness into the world, right? Like that is what I think we need. And modern day life is an outlet for that. I'll tell like a really sweet story because this person does mean a lot to me. I've known her for many years. Uh, She showed up at a party one time that I was at that my husband was hosting. So over the years, she's watched me grow, right? Like she's seen Modern Day Wife. I've hired her to do some jobs. You know, she's just been involved in Modern Day Wife from a business perspective, but on the outside. But one time I remember getting this message from her. It was a text message and I'll never forget it. And she was like, I just want you to know, basically, seeing what you've done and how you've allowed me to be a part of it and be on this journey with you has inspired me that I'm not going to let myself down. I'm going to achieve my goals and purposes. And just by being in your space, you've allowed me to see that I can do this too, you know, just by that pure one-on-one mentorship. So sometimes you just never think like you never know, right? That's why you have to really think about how you act in front of people. You never know what you're doing or saying, how that's impacting someone, whether they want to be like you, they're going to act like you, or they're going to now go and do something different in their life. So I think it's just interesting that not only can you inspire people from their own goals and purposes, but you can can touch someone so much that they're actually change what they want to do and, and for the better. So that's really cool. And then the last thing in San Diego, which is just like a purely sweet story is after this event, this woman came up and she was completely crying. And she's like, this event was amazing. And I just wanted to hug her and say like, wow, like I'm so thrilled that you had that much fun, that this event moved you so much. So it can be different. It can be anything. But those are like some of my three top reasons that I love. Meg, what say you? The main thing, this is what I would say, and it's a little bit different than what you're asking, but people actually just like people at our events. In some magical way, we seem to pull in nice people. It's not this like, Megan and I are so not interested in playing a game of women who are all trying to be pretentious and obnoxious and you're not good enough and so on. I could care less. You know, there's a John Mayer song where he says, I just found out there's no such thing as the real world. You know that song? 
and it's true, right? It's like, it is all just high school as you continue. And literally until the day you die, you know, where are you getting buried? Are you, what's the place has to be the right place, right? It really never ends. So I would just say that it's the type of people we bring in and that people feel comfortable and they want to stay and people are nice. And that I'm not going to say specifics on who's or what's, but there are definitely groups that are not like that. That's really important to me. That's perfect. And I just want to, um, we're going to release this in November. So I just want to say, let's say your next event is in Beverly Hills at December 1st, right? And I can say having been to two of your events, interacting with you, interacting with the other women, that what you were saying is absolutely true. That's why I wanted to partner up with you with this podcast. The women are absolutely lovely, very kind and open. You two have just done really great work in creating that space. And I'm so grateful to be part of it. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're thrilled that we met you. So (laughs) thank you for this opportunity. And and we have a mutual friend, Meg. We have Jamie Fisher. I know she just did my holiday photo shoot. I don't know if you oh. saw on my Instagram grid. Okay. We I hired her to do that and she we were talking about you at the shoot. <laughs> oh, so that's why my ears were burning. <laughs> yes. We were talking about you. So uh yes, I do know and it's quite amazing that that is the case. Shout out to Jamie. We'll keep that in. She got a free ad right there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She deserves it though. She does the best work. Um I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go to the Beverly Hills one, but if I do, I definitely am looking forward to seeing you again in person. Thank you. Likewise. Franny, welcome to Good is in the Details. I was looking at your bio for a company and you wanted to find the perfect black pants. Now, something that I love about this story is that, and that I want for our listeners to get, is that when somebody wants to embark on a journey, on a business idea, there will be this holdup of, but there's a million other people who do this. There's a lot of black pants out there. You know, when I wanted to do podcasting, there's 3 million podcasts. In your mind, what is that uh, sentiment? What is that disposition to say, no, it's okay that there's others out there. I'm going to do me and I'm going to do it well. What do you think about that? Well, you know, it's interesting when you say what you just said, and I'm thinking about it, that didn't even dawn on me. Really? Okay. No, it didn't even dawn on me. You know, just like when I was a songwriter, it's like there's a gazillion songs out there. It doesn't mean that I can't create something unique and special, hopefully, (laughs) and uh, that someone will want to record it. But yeah, it just didn't dawn on me. I had this idea. I had never been really an entrepreneur before. And uh, it's really taught me what I'm capable of, which is very nice. Yeah, I kind of veered down this unknown path and I took a risk. I bet on myself. I had this crazy idea. I followed my gut and the pants were born. I mean, it's it really happened organically. Well, the clothing line is beautiful. I was looking at the website and all of it is just fantastic. It's classy. It looks comfortable and it looks professional. And so it's you're really speaking to this the women in the marketplace. I mean, there's a lot of women professionals out there who are probably juggling a lot of things and they need that outfit to boost their confidence, but to also be comfortable when they're at work, you know, not like, not like sucking in like with a corset or something like that. What was the tipping point for you when you're like, okay, I have this idea, this is a new journey and you realize, oh my goodness, this is, this is happening. What was that like? Kind of exciting. Yeah. Well, very exciting. And Sort of, you know, okay, what do we do next? How do we do this? Because I knew nothing. I knew less than zero. And I was like learning every day, you know, how do we get more pants and how do you make different sizes and how do we get the fabric? It's just all kinds of things that I had no clue about. But I'm one of those people that you definitely want on your team if you want to get something done. It was funny, the other day, someone lost something in my house and they were like freaking out. I said, don't worry, I'll find it. And I I get like obsessed. I found it. Um, It was in a very weird place. 
But that's how I am. I become obsessed. I go to the finish line with whatever I'm doing. Something I thought was interesting when you said, you know, well, you're a songwriter as well, and you just, that transferable skill of that dedication and that excitement about creation goes into clothing. I think that's, I think that's fascinating. For Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I teach philosophy and sometimes people say, oh, well, what are you going to do with that? Well, the skill is the thinking. It's the critical thinking that that's the transferable skill to, you know, sit down and try to analyze something and work through a problem. That's what you use for everything. What kinds of support do you have in your community? Like when you say, okay, I'm going to start this thing. What were the voices around you? Because sometimes I think we also need a bit of a, some, some cheerleaders to let us know that we're not totally crazy. At my son's school, I had been doing like their fundraisers. So I had created like boutiques with things I found. A lot of the moms loved what I had, you know, loved my taste. So that sort of was the starting point. And all of them were very much cheerleaders because they wanted, you know, yeah, what are you doing? We want more stuff. You know, some people thought I was nuts. What do you mean you're going to, I mean, like, what? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I had my cheerleaders. I always hear my dad in the back of my head cheering me on with everything I do. He was always such a great supporter of me. I carry him around crazy enough. I spray his cologne. I took a dozen of his handkerchiefs when he died and I spray his cologne on them. If I need a little, you know, support cheering on, I'm kind of falling onto the sidelines. I take a whiff of him. That's beautiful. I... It's funny that this is where the direction is going. I I recently had a birthday and I'm getting closer in age to the age in which my father passed away. And it causes, you know, a pause, a a real pause. And when I was younger, he seemed so old, like, you know, and now that I'm getting older, I realize, oh, wow, he actually passed away really young. So this was giving me some reflection. And I was thinking that there's, you know, for a long time when somebody that you really care about, when they pass away, that grieving process, you think about them, there can be some anger, some sadness. And then there's this moment, there's this magical shift when you think of them and it brings a smile to your face. You're no longer sad that they're gone. You're all of a sudden grateful that you had them. And my, I'm a bookworm. My dad was a bookworm. And it's something that I realized that in my everyday life, he lives on through my actions. I honor the fact that I am his daughter. And so what you said is really beautiful and that a lot of people really can, you know, sit back and think about how they're honoring the work and the spirit and the encouragement that they got from uh, loved ones who've passed on, who made their life possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I love what you just said. I mean, that's so nice. You know, your dad and you too. There are obstacles in any journey. I'm very excited about your success and that you started it. Can you share where there was a point where there was an obstacle and you were like, oh, okay, but you obviously got past it. What maybe was the obstacle and how did you overcome it? Where you're looking at an obstacle as a potential problem solving opportunity? Well, there was a lot of obstacles. Again, I knew nothing. So, you know, an obstacle would be, how do I get this sewn? Like, I don't know any sewers or how do I get a pattern made? You know, I have this idea, you know, and it's solving those problems as you go along. I always find if you move forward, somehow those obstacles fall to the wayside and you find someone who knows somebody or someone who can help you along your path. And sometimes it's the least expected person or someplace you didn't even imagine you would go, you know, and then I had life obstacles. My husband was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. So I was caring for him while I was trying to get this off the ground, which really saved my life. It it gave me something to channel my energies. When I was sad, I was around other people. It, It gave me a life instead of being a caregiver all the time. I don't know if you call it an obstacle. I feel bad saying that, but it, w- it was a heavy load to carry yeah. along. 
Yeah. I think one of the things that maybe we can take for granted is that as a work, we're somehow separate from us, but in the way you're describing it, it really shows that um, work and creativity is an expression of us. It's how we are redefining ourselves in the world. Absolutely. And I've always been a creative person, whatever I do, I, whether it's making somebody a birthday card or putting a little something special uh, in a box and a gift for somebody or, you know, anything that's creative, I love doing. So this enables me, you know, like when I was songwriting to do something fresh all the time, because we're always creating new styles and new things for the line. So and it's fun. And I work, I love the people I work with. Like I'm looking forward to when I, when we finish our interview that um, I'm going to see all the people in my company today. And we're going to be throwing new ideas out for spring and fall of 24. So I have my little bag of ideas and I'm excited to share them. And it's sort of that same feeling I used to get, you know, oh, I'm going to meet my collaborator this afternoon we're going to write a song for the dream artist you know whoever that might be that we're trying to get a song written for well franny i have to ask you a question that's not clothing related okay since you have a background in songwriting what do you think of taylor swift (laughs) i love her i'm looking forward to seeing the movie i mean i have to admit i've never seen her in person i've seen her on shows and things like that I give her so much credit. I love that she went back and redid her albums because she felt like, you know, someone took advantage of her. I love what she's done with her career, her style. She seems very grateful. She pays a lot of attention to her fans. I admire her. <laughs> I her pair of pants. <laughs> yeah, people have said that she she's bringing generations together in a way that hasn't really been done quite the same before. Like normally, the what the children enjoy as far as music and concerts, now the parents are enjoying too, and they're not maybe not Taylor Swift fans, but then they go to the concert with the kids, and then they're having this bonding experience. <laughs> right. I have a lot of respect for her as an artist and a businesswoman. And you know, people forget it's the music business. Yeah. I'm going to wrap up with, we'll get back to clothing. You said you're throwing out some ideas. What are some trends for fall that you like, that you see in terms of, yeah, in terms of fashion? Right now? Yeah. Well, I'm loving the wide leg pants. We did a couple and I love them. I'm not a big heel person anymore, unless I'm going to go sit somewhere and I can bring another pair of shoes with me. Um, but cause you really, you need at least, I don't know, like an inch, inch and a half, two inch, three would be ideal heel to wear with a, uh, wide leg pant to make it look fabulous. So I'm seeing a lot of that color. A lot of people are using color. We chose this amazing red that we worked really hard on to get the exact color red that we wanted. We did a red suit and a red top, a couple red tops. It's called poppy red. And I mean, I don't know. I'm not necessarily about trends. I tend to love clothes that make people feel, you know, empowered, comfortable, and that become their uniform. Something you can throw on and you know you look chic and ready to go for the day. You don't have to give it too much thought. Franny, thank you so much for your time. Everybody, we're going to be like directing you to all the links so that you can check out Franny's clothing line and her awesome black pants and her story and how it all began. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, busy bees. Feeling overwhelmed? Truvaga has the answer. Our innovative vagus nerve stimulation therapy is here to help you conquer stress and achieve blissful sleep. Say goodbye to sleepless nights and hello to a refreshed, rejuvenated you. The vagus nerve is a major component. Vagus nerve. <laughs> the vagus nerve plays a crucial role in regulating various bodily functions, including heart rate, digestion, stress, inflammation, and mood. Vagus nerve stimulation involves delivering gentle energy impulses to the vagus nerve to balance the nervous system branches, leading to a wide range of wellness benefits by altering both sympathetic and parasympathetic activities. 
We will link this in the show notes. You want to use promo code DETAILS, all caps, to receive $15 off at checkout. This episode of Good Is In The Details is sponsored by Feel This Skincare. It is a skincare meticulously handcrafted with children in mind. Every product is multifunctional and blended with clean intention. The sunscreen is infused with real chocolate, the kind you'd blend into your superfood smoothie. Imagine shower steamers that transform your daily routine into a spa-like escape, and underarm bars that solve more problems than you knew you had. Feel This skincare is not just that. Every product delivers an experience. And I gotta tell you, I've tried this out. Love it. Their chapstick is amazing. I invite you to check out their link in the show notes and discover why their products are a breath of fresh air in the world of skincare. Mandy, welcome to Good Is In The Details. We met, Mandy, how long ago did we meet? How many Uh, years ago? (laughs) You know what? I don't even know. It feels like a long, long time ago. (laughs) We haven't talked in a long time. You are the person who got me into Modern Day Wife, and I am very grateful that you did. I've absolutely loved meeting people there, so it's quite fitting to have you on here. You have had a career in modeling from when you were younger to now these these beautiful years. Kids are grown. Mm -hmm. I would just love to know about the trajectory of what that is like to be in the modeling industry What have you seen that has been the difference from when you were younger to now? What positive changes have you seen? Why do you continue to be part of this industry? What does it bring? What does it do for you? What would you like people to know? I know that's a lot. You can do in whatever order you want. So I started modeling when I was 16 or 17. I was with an agency in Los Angeles, Fontaine. Had a successful little run at that point, and then I actually had a really jealous boyfriend that kind of couldn't handle it, so I ended up going a different route. I went to college, obviously, got a degree. Then I worked for a tech firm for a number of years, managed like 200 salespeople. I started a design firm in Newport Beach, Dill Design, did high-end residential and some light commercial design work, which I still love that. Stopped the modeling in my early 20s and then dabbled again, maybe like 35, 36, right in the middle of having my four children. We uh, moved to Ohio for three and a half years. And a California girl in Ohio was kind of a really good fit because there wasn't a lot of women that looked like me. So I had a little stint of being really busy, but I also had four small children, four children under the age of four, four and a half and, and zero, basically. So raised the kids for the next 20 years. And then since I turned 50, my modeling and acting career has taken off. I'm, I'm busier now than I've ever been. And I have so much fun. I have so many amazing opportunities that have come my way. I've walked in New York Fashion Week. I do lots of lifestyle modeling, like for the Marriott Hotel and for visit Newport Beach, visit Coronado Island, visit Laguna Beach. Those are always really fun. Yeah, lots of commercials and the runway's been really fun because a lot of those girls could be my daughters, maybe even my granddaughters, and I'm right up there with them. I think it's just due to the way the world is now, a little more inclusive and just, you know, having a real woman a little bit more mature than the others. It make it allows, you know, other women to kind of relate to that. And I feel like it really I feel like I'm really inspiring a lot of women. Social media is sort of the same thing. I do a lot of influencing things and a a lot of my modeling work is that's kind of my portfolio, basically. The opportunity to inspire and give women hope and understand you could do, I think, anything that you set your mind to, you know, and that age doesn't have to stop you or it's not a boundary of any kind. I'm living proof. Um, Also, in the middle of all that, I don't know if you knew, but I picked up a bass guitar Never played an instrument before in my life, and I could play it. It was, it was really wild. But I ended up joining a rock and roll band and went on tour toward like around COVID. We stopped playing, and I haven't really played since. But I have a stockpile of guitars, and I'm looking forward to get back, getting back into the music. So I absolutely love that. But just another example of just setting, working hard and setting your mind, you know, taking on a challenge and accomplishing it, making it happen. I love that. What is something about modeling that people don't know? Like what is something that maybe somebody could 
learn or is there a myth? Well, one thing, I don't think you have to be like pretty. You honestly don't have to be like stereotypically pretty. I think it's more about your energy and your vibe and your attitude. The runway is confidence and attitude. You know, you just have to kind of get out of your skin and get out there with all the confidence in the world. Yeah, just it's more the vibe and the energy, you know, and if you're willing to do it and you can somehow find the confidence anyone could do any I love to encourage people I have about I have like five agents that I work with and anytime anyone is like I'm kind of interested in modeling and I have women in their 50s coming up to me all the time I love to talk to them about it and give them information on where to go and what to do and what not to do you know and there's lots of opportunities and there's plenty for all of us what got you through like what kind of obstacles or hurdles and then what was the disposition to get through any of the noise that was telling you you couldn't do what you wanted to do. Totally. We all have that little voice in our head. You know, I've always thought about that and every one of us has it. And I honestly feel like I've learned to deal with my little voice and I could like stop it in its tracks and change the message it's giving me. And sometimes it would almost be like having a little mantra that I would go through before I entered a room or, you know, before I did something, whether it's an audition for something or um, on the run way or any of that. But it I mean, it's there and it seeps in and the age thing is always there. I just try to put it away. And I remember the little wins that I've had in the industry. And I remind myself of that, you know, the little victories and the things that have gone well. And I remind myself, you know, that it's happened before. I can do this, you know, and I honestly believe like truly, like I could do anything. I feel like if I set my mind to something and if I work hard, probably you have to work at, you know, most things that are good and worth it, you have to work. But I believe I can almost do anything. Like this sounds really corny, but actually I haven't been on a billboard down here in San Diego. There's a lot of casinos and I've worked with them before, but I would love to be on a billboard. So I'm kind of like thinking about that. And it's always younger girls doing the casino thing or whatever. But I'm like, I can totally rock that. I can do this. So I'm just waiting for that opportunity. But I feel like that's something I want to do. It's like I've done a lot of different things and had a lot of fun. But it's like I haven't been on a billboard. That would be really cool. I think what is important is that we keep revisiting our dreams or our goals. Go ahead and put it out there because why not? Why not have some moonshots when you never know? But as soon as you start thinking about it, then you become laser focused on it. I think that's great. So I also love being uncomfortable. I like to put myself in a little bit of uncomfortable situations too. I've discovered that about myself. Like I enjoy that. There's something, especially being really aware that you're uncomfortable and then getting to the point where either you've done it enough or you've worked through it somehow that then you kind of accomplish it or you feel comfortable I mean, that's an amazing, like standing up on stage, playing an instrument. I remember so clearly the first gig that I played at, I didn't move. It's actually on YouTube, unfortunately, but my feet are glued (laughs) to the ground and I didn't know if I was going to throw up or pass out, but I just will never forget. And then I don't know, maybe six months into it, I'm just up there like loving life and, you know, relaxed and having a good time. And I just remember that feeling that transition of being so fearful and then, you know, couldn't wait to get up there. I am curious, when you said that you've had some victories or so, some wins, can you um, tell me of a moment in your career where it was a win? There was something very special, maybe a goal had been achieved or I don't know, but where you thought this was, this was a good day. This was one of the best days. What was that like for you, a victory? Definitely last year, New York Fashion Week, I reached out to a designer and most of the women are and the models are from the New York or East Coast area. But I ended up getting like a full ride out paid for and paid to walk, which is sort of unheard of. I mean, it was, I was like, pinch me. I mean, first of all, Mm -hmm. the age thing, because all the girls, you know, for the most part, although, like I said, it is more diverse now than ever, but still that blew my mind. So I have another good story for you. My first gig, actually, it wasn't my first gig. Maybe it was like the third gig playing in Ventura. I had a Michael Tobias bass guitar. The designer is Michael Tobias Design, MTD. I was set up to play and this woman came up to me and said, I'm Katie from MTD. I want to talk to you about an endorsement deal. And I'm just looking at her like, oh, my gosh. My aunt happened to be there and she's watching the show. I ran in before we started. I said, you're not going to believe this. This woman from MTD is here and she wants to talk to me about an endorsement deal. And I kind of laughed and said, wait till she sees me play. You know, she's going to change her tune. 
Anyway, played the two and a half hour gig. And after she comes up, gives me her card and tells me to call her the next week. Well, I ended up with an endorsement deal with Michael Tobias Design. So I'm an endorsed artist with the company, which that is shocked me. I mean, awesome. again, just like new at it, didn't really know what I was doing, but just went up there with all my heart and soul. And I practiced a lot and it, you know, the success came. Mandy, you're reminding me of some advice that I got from a friend when I first started doing this. And he was like, you just ask, like, just go ahead and ask for what it is that you want. And I think there was oh a part gosh. of me that was programmed to be afraid. Maybe it sounds too aggressive. Maybe it's too much. And he was right. And hearing you say this, I'm excited for, especially for younger women to hear this, to know that you can go ahead and ask for what you oh want. You can go ahead and dream. Absolutely. You can work for it. The worst is that somebody can say no or maybe not respond, and then you just move on to the next thing. So on mm -hmm. that note, I would love to know what is, you know, in the course of your career and then also being a mom of four beautiful children, what would you advise, would you give to your younger self? Can you imagine your 19 or 20-year-old self and telling them like the trajectory that you're going to go? What is something you would want to tell your younger self? God, you know, I'm so proud of the I mean, I came from absolute, a really difficult childhood. My parents were divorced when I was four and I was with my mom and then she kind of ditched me when I was a junior in high school. So I was on my own and I went to, I was an athlete. I had to stop and went to high school full-time, worked while I went to high school and then put myself through college at night. I worked really hard. Uh, my older brother's didn't fare so well. My oldest brother has actually been homeless his whole life. He's never had a job. He's 60 now and drugs and alcohol and a bit of a disaster. But I always kind of knew education was important. And, you know, just always, I don't know, try, you know, do the right thing and be good to people, be good to yourself. My thing too, is it's like life is short and you want to be happy. So find things that make you happy, whatever that is, you know, and the whole thing about a passion, you know, and go after that. And exactly what you said, ask. I never thought any other way but to ask for anything that I wanted. And you're right. All anyone could say is no. And failure is a good thing. Failure is not a bad thing at all. You learn and you, you know, learn to do things differently and hopefully you just have to keep going one foot in front of the other. Chase your dreams. You're right. I've told my students that people who are successful have just failed more than you. <laughs> because the yeah. failure is just means that you're just reworking a problem. There's just a yes. new solution that's available. And the difference between people who really excel or people who just kind of flatline are the ones who look at any obstacle as an opportunity for growth. Yep. And adapt. Maybe you have to change something or it's all. And that's all such a good lesson in life. Jennifer, welcome to Good Is In The Details. It was lovely meeting you in San Diego at the Modern Day Wife event. You work in medical tattooing. So tell me a bit about what that means and how you got started. How did I start that? Actually, I have a, a background in something completely different. I studied economics. I had my bachelor from UCSD in economics. I'm a mother of four. I work in like so many different things, including uh, being the CFO of a construction and development company. But with my pregnancy, taking more time with my kids, I took some time off work. And with the pregnancy, my body changed a lot. I had C-sections, a lot of stretch marks on my stomach, like a big insecurity for me. I wasn't comfortable. I was always on the skinnier side. And now, you know, you get hip, you get some butt, more boob. <laughs> Your body changed, you know. And I think um, it's a little bit taboo. Women don't talk much about this. You know, they put creams over the counter and things like that. So I tried to look online any research, like you would look for a cream or you would look for something on Google, like literally that was it. And I find this Brazilian camouflage treatment. I'm like, what is that? This is, I've never heard of that. And that's pretty incredible. So before and after, and guess what? I just tried it, did it on myself. And I fell so in love with it. I'm like, why don't people know about this? Like, this is incredible. And I have so many, I know so many women in my situations that have like stretch marks and scars and everything. And you can conceal it. Oh my God. <laughs> I actually decided that it would be like a, an opportunity 
for me to help other people because I always wanted in the medical field and I never get the opportunity to study that just because I moved from another country. So it was just complicated to study for, you know, tens of years. So I said, yeah, I connected with that and I just, you know, trained for it, to studied for it, trained took the classes, did hands-on models and, and all of that. And I just opened my own business. Since then, it just flourished. And that's how I got here. I would imagine it's rewarding. Do you have a memory of a reaction or response that you had from somebody who had their scars covered up? What, what does it do for the person? That's like the most fulfilling part of my job is that I help so many and I have goosebumps literally when I talk about this because I have so many people coming to me and something that might not be important or, you know, we we tell everybody, you know, you have to accept your body, you have, but we all do have insecurity. And if you have an opportunity to make yourself feel better, why not? all for it. I'm not against that. There's nothing wrong with it. I have a lot of people. I had clients with like eczema that left scars and hypopigmentation. Hypopigmentation is when it's uh, wider than the surrounding skin color and the surrounding tissues. So came to me, I cannot wear short sleeve. Even in summer, I wear long sleeve. I cannot, I'm so uncomfortable. And she's also like a skating artist. So she was like, I I need to be able to wear short short sleeve sometimes, you know, it gets hot in the summer. So we covered that up, took three sessions. That was it. I see people grateful every day. Just even recently, someone that had a past with drug addictions and she developed a skin condition uh, where she had white spots all over the body you know, obviously scars from the injections and uh, and self-harming scars. That's really hurtful to see, you know. I have so much compassion because she just wanted to change her life around, move forward. She's now having a kid. People share with me the story and I appreciate that, you know. So we're working on and, you know, to put not only the inner hurt you know, you're fixing the inner earth by going to therapies, but you can fix also the outside, you know, to be able to move forward and not having to be reminded with a scar of like this incident or that happens to me or that happens to me. It's pretty incredible to be able to help like so many people. And not only that, even as like a cosmetic, someone just like go for and spend thousands and thousands of dollars for a cosmetic procedure and you're left with like a bunch of scars all over your body and you're like, you know, you're happy with Mm -hmm. the results, you look good with clothes on, but you take off your clothes and then you look at yourself in the mirror and all you see is like a bunch of scars. So it's not only, you know, it's like a follow-up also of those cosmetic uh, procedures where you actually conceal and help like diminish the scars and conceal them. So it really is amazing. I think something that is taken for granted is... You know, we don't want to be so self-absorbed or people talk about a narcissistic society, but it's like you said, if somebody is not comfortable and if the scar represents something that was painful for the person, like I'm, it's giving me chills thinking about somebody who's recovering from addiction and they want to start fresh and start their life. And I think that's such a beautiful business and service that you're offering where somebody can go out into the world and feel new again and confident. I think that's beautiful. Even cancer patient that comes with radiation scarring and they want to put that they're in remission or they don't want to live with those marks on them. You know, it's already tough to go through things like that and you have the leftover. And if you can conceal it and not be like, not see it, why not? There's nothing wrong with that. Or you just to simply feel more beautiful. Yeah. You, Jennifer, you're an amazing person. I'm just thinking, you know, you said you're, you're in this business and you didn't expect it. And you started out by saying, I have a degree in economics. I'm from another country. I have four children. Could you maybe tell us how those different parts of your life added up to this? Because it sounds like it's just not only a great business, it's science, but it's also compassion. And it sounds like your experiences led you to do this really well. Helping people. It's, 
you know, when you, I think you do something with passion from the heart and with a lot of love, things goes your way at the end. And it's not only in your personal life, but it's in business too. I finally find something that I've done now for many years, but I find a passion and mm -hmm. I really deeply believe that when you put your heart into something, things comes your way. You can struggle with anything like any other business. You'll struggle. You'll have ups and downs. Uh, you know, especially in this economy right now, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, when you have the heart and the will, I do believe you can do and accomplish a lot. I'm really inspired by you because for a very long time, the idea about business was really just a very masculine thing and no emotion, no feelings whatsoever. And it is women like you who have proven that actually having a nurturing and compassionate and caring aspect is what makes the business flourish. So Jennifer, it's been an honor to speak with you. Thank you so much. We're going to link your business that's in San Diego in the show notes. So if anybody wants to learn about medical tattooing, they know where to go. Yeah, ju just to add like a little something, that in industry is really flourishing and growing really fast. And I'm working with a brand new council that invented a machine that actually allows us to scan your skin, have the right pigment. Like, so it's flawless. Like there is no old fashioned way of doing things uh, where the, the color like uh, change over time. It's really impeccable and, and really can help a lot of people. So I'm really grateful like to, to get interviewed by you and, uh, and to be here and be able to share all that. So thank you so much. Thank you. Good is in the details is produced by Dr. Gwendolyn Dalski and Rudy Salo. If you're enjoying the show and you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please scroll down to the bottom and hit that five-star review. Or take a screenshot of this episode or any episode and tag us. Good is in the details pod on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to get in touch, good is in the details pod at gmail.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, avonmoreinc.com. If you play bridge or if any of your friends play bridge, this is the perfect gift for the holiday season. Your bridge playing family friends will love this. They have posters, cards, napkins, anything you need for your next bridge party. Avonmore Inc. started out as a small business in the 90s and now has a global reach in the bridge playing community. Check them out in our show notes, avonmoreinc.com, and let them know good is in the details sent you. Thank you, The Modern Day Wife, for co-sponsoring this episode. We love your events and looking forward to more. Okay, until next time, bye.